Welcome to the Reminger Report podcast on emerging technologies. Reminger Co. LPA is a full-service law firm with over 150 lawyers spread across 14 offices and serving states throughout the Midwest. My name is Zach Pyers, and I'm a partner in Reminger's Columbus, Ohio office. And I'm Kenton Steele, an associate in Reminger's Columbus office. This podcast on emerging technologies will examine how changes in technology and business models affect our daily lives and how the law is adapting to respond to these changes. Thank you for joining us for this most recent episode of the Reminger Report podcast on emerging technologies. I am happy to have one of my newly minted partners with me today who is joining us. You may recall Zach Durant joined us back, I want to say it was at the beginning part of 2023, to discuss what at the time was the initial collapse of the cryptocurrency exchange FTX. And Zach is here to give us an update on everything and kind of fill in the gaps with what has transpired over the last 9, 10, 11 months, as well as kind of some updates as it relates to the trial against Sam Bankman-Fried who was one of the founders of FTX. Zach, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Zach, for having me again. I'm happy to to dig back into this topic, so I appreciate it. Yeah, if you could, just as a kind of a general matter, could you just kind of let us know, and for those of the listeners who may not have seen the first episode, just kind of professionals, kind of tell us what your practice areas are. Yeah, so um, I work out of the Cleveland office, Rummager's Cleveland office. Uh, my practice is primarily securities litigation, professional liability, banking litigation, um, broker dealer and investment advisor, regulatory compliance and enforcement, and uh, commercial litigation. That is a mouthful to say the least. Yeah, I, I, I had to really study my own practice areas to make sure that <laughs> regurgitate them. Yeah, well, tell us. Uh, give us a quick update or a refresher, if you would, on on the FTX situation. Yeah, so FTX was founded by uh, Sam Bankman Fried. Uh, some call him F- SBF um, in May 2019, and um, had quite a meteoric rise to where it became one of the world's top uh, cryptocurrency exchanges, where investors can buy and sell uh, crypto coins uh, like Bitcoin and Dogecoin. And then, so um, at the beginning of last November. A little over a year ago, uh, news broke that uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX had allegedly stolen billions of dollars of investor funds um, and diverted them to FTX's sister company, Alameda Research, and then used them for uh, things like uh, political uh, contributions, venture capital investments, and, and uh, extravagant pers- personal expenditures. Um and as we discussed uh, when we got together last time on the podcast, uh, this led to both criminal and civil um, SEC charges being brought uh, against Sam, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, you mentioned some criminal charges. I know I've seen some stuff in the news. Can you give us an update on the criminal proceedings? Yeah. So after being indicted in December 22 um, on fraud and conspiracy charges based on uh, diverting investor funds, the criminal case proceeded to trial in October of this year uh, in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. And um, it was quite a lengthy trial. It took about a month to complete. Um, and from the get-go, Bankman-Fried was facing an uphill battle because 
after the implosion of FTX, three of his top deputies um, pleaded guilty to fraud charges and agreed to cooperate with uh, the prosecutors in return for leniency at sentence. So during the trial, these folks uh, testified that Bankman-Fried had directed them to lie to the public and to um, divert the funds, uh, spend them on various things, so um, including transferring them to Alameda Research. So uh, Bankman-Fried also testified in his own defense, but, um, you know, it was a lot of, he, he didn't recall certain things and that type of thing, and it just wasn't enough, apparently, uh, for the jurors to overcome the previous testimony they'd already heard. So at the end of the day, the 12-member jury uh, convicted him um, on all counts. And that was on November 2nd. Um, so convicted him on seven charges of fraud and conspiracy. Has Sam Bankman Freed been sentenced yet? Uh, not yet. Um, sentencing's been scheduled for March. Um, and it'll be interesting because the guilty verdicts, if you add up the maximum sentences, carries a maximum sentence of 110 years. So it'll be interesting to see how the judge um, handles sentencing at that time. Now, you also discussed earlier that there was a civil matter against Sam Bankman-Fried filed by the SEC or the Securities Exchange Commission. Is there any update on that matter? Yeah, so uh, the SEC brought civil claims against Bankman-Fried, which um, they're able to do under the Securities Exchange Act, where they can, if they feel someone's violated securities laws, they can file a civil action, uh, sort of an enforcement action. Um, similarly to the indictment, criminally, they they allege that he defrauded investors, um, and they sought uh, civil fines and disgorgement of all of the any and all legally obtained funds and they sought a bar from him serving as a as an officer or director of any public so <clears throat> the only update on the civil case uh is that it was stayed back in february uh per the consent both of the us government and bankman freed while the um criminal case pended and and pending the completion of the criminal so we really might not see the stay removed until after he's sentenced in march um so that's another legal battle that he'll have to fight now there's a lot of obviously trauma surrounding FTX. If you could kind of, as we look at this, what impact does the FTX drama have as it relates to the rest of the cryptocurrency world, if any? Yeah, so there's no doubt that the FTX uh, Sam Bankman Fried saga has had a very negative effect on the cryptocurrency market. Um, even before the news of FTX and Sam Bankman Fried came out, there was some uh, decline in the market, but this certainly contributed and deepened a significant market downturn that people refer to as the crypto winter. And we're starting to see some of that bounce back a little bit. Um, and I'm sure that cryptocurrencies, uh, cryptocurrency companies hope that they can shed the stigma of, of FTX and, and Bankman-Fried, but, um, and, you know, try to convince investors that it's a safe product that, the, you know, some of some of uh, told the media that they're glad that this happened so that the bad actors are out of the industry. Um, but uh, regulators don't seem as convinced and, um, they still seem deeply concerned about how the cryptocurrency is regulated or not at all. They've referred to the previous period as the Wild West, um, and the SEC in particular has indicated that they are going to get more involved. Um, some of the things that we've seen are continued enforcement actions being brought by the SEC against crypto exchanges. Um, there's been a lot of discussion, uh, including by the SEC, about whether or not they have jurisdiction over these uh, cryptocurrencies. The 
uh, chairman of the SEC has said that these companies and their products fall under the secure, they're, they're should be considered securities under the law. Um, so they need to be re registered as securities and failure to do so is a violation of securities laws. Uh, so we may continue to see more and more enforcement actions. We may see additional regulation from the SEC, FINRA, other, other regulators. Um, and we will also keep an eye out to see if any federal or state legislation uh, is passed related. But it, it certainly seems like the public at large is still fairly concerned about uh, the industry after all that's gone down with, with FTX. You know, one of the things that I saw just before we even started this podcast, and I probably should have warned you I was going to mention this, um, but that I just saw that the Binance founder, who was another uh, cryptocurrency, which is another cryptocurrency exchange, the founder has agreed to step down uh, from controlling Binance and is agreeing to plead guilty as it relates to certain charges for money laundering. So while the news is just breaking, literally as we're recording this, I'm sure that it will give us information to discuss in another podcast, um, simply because it sounds like, at least from reading the headlines um, from the Wall Street Journal and Fox Business and CNN and the New York Times, that we're going to have some additional uh, sagas, as you would say, in the cryptocurrency exchange world moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, and and we'll see. I mean, there's been a there's been a long period where where these companies haven't had a whole lot of uh, regulation or, or people looking into what they're up to. So I, I think we'll see more and more. Yeah, absolutely, Zach. I appreciate you having taking the time out of your day to speak with us, and we look forward to having you back as a guest again soon. Absolutely, thank you, Zach. Mm -hmm.